Seven FM. Live from the legendary Sports 56 studios at Flynn Broadcasting in Memphis, here's your host, Kevin Cerrito. Greetings and salutations. We are live from Hyattop. Mount Mariah here at Flynn Broadcasting. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Kevin Cerrito. On the other side of the glass, CJ Hurt. Making that stuff happen. Thanks for making us a part of your weekend. Uh, your last weekend before the holiday season will be upon us. We are about seven days away. Less than now. Because Thanksgiving is right, up, right around the corner of the holiday season. We will be on next week. We do have a show next week. Uh, we'll be on for 90 minutes today and 90 minutes next week as we lead into Ole Miss. Both weeks, we've got Ole Miss LSU following us today and Ole Miss versus Mississippi State University next Saturday. CJ, who you got in both those games? Mississippi going to win one of those games. Which game, Which of the two are they going to win? Uh, if If they win... If they have to, if I had to pick one, I would say they'd win today and then lose that that Mississippi State rivalry game. All right, that's CJ's prediction. Uh, we'll find out. They will be immediately following us today is uh, Mississippi LSU with the pregame show, and then the uh, the game will kick off live on these airwaves. Of course, the uh, University of Memphis Tigers going on right now. We'll keep you abreast of that score kickoff up there in Philadelphia. Uh, Tigers, um, Paxton Lynch getting to be playing on an NFL field today, huh? Like he'll be doing sometime in the near future. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He'll, maybe this time next year he'll be playing uh, in uh, the same stadium, just on a Sunday instead of a Saturday. For the Philadelphia Eagles, are you are you predicting that Chip Kelly takes Paxton Lynch in the first round? It's very possible. Last week on the show, CJ, I know you were not here. Drew off this week. Uh, CJ, you were off last week, but the uh, we had on Andrew Goldstein. Uh, former WWE creative team member uh, who is from Philly, big fan. And right when he went off, right before, at the end of his interview, he said, like, he said, like, I hope we get Paxton Lynch. And we were talking wrestling, and he just ended saying, I hope we, I hope we get Paxton Lynch. Like, he's, he is rooting for Paxton Lynch. Because, of course, if you're a Philadelphia Eagles fan, you're also, there's a chance that you're a, a fan of Temple. And so I would think the Philadelphia fan base probably – has more uh, awareness of Paxton Lynch's abilities than any other pro fan base. I mean, it could be argued. Makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Uh, maybe, maybe the Texans, maybe Houston. Maybe Houston and even uh, Cincinnati. I mean, you've got some other ones. But because uh, if you're a Temple fan, if you're you know if you're a Temple fan, uh, good chance you're an Eagles fan, right? That doesn't necessarily go in the reverse order. It doesn't go from Eagles to to uh, Temple. But if you're a Temple fan, you're probably an Eagles fan too, and you know all about Paxton Lynch. So we'll see. Uh, that game's happening right now. If something happens, uh, we will let you know. We do have uh, Surreal Live correspondent there live. My brother is at the game up there in Philadelphia, and he has uh, sent me a picture right when he walks in. So he's up there in Philadelphia at. Lincoln Financial Field. And right when he walks into Lincoln Financial Field today, he walks past um, Bassett's 
this place, this uh, concession stand called Bassett's Original Memphis Barbecue. <laughs> Way up in Philadelphia? Right when he walks, yeah, in Philadelphia is this sign, Bassett's Original uh, Memphis Barbecue. Told him to tweet out the picture, and when he does, I'll get it retweeted on Ed, uh, my Twitter page, at Sarita. Okay, so we got a 90-minute uh, show today because we're leading into the big Mississippi-LSU game. So um, here's the rundown. Kevin Leip will join us at 11.30 to talk about the Grizz. So much going on with the Grizz. So much more positive news. He, take, he took last week off uh, as well and kind of avoided some of the panic that was going on about the Grizzlies because now they're on a win streak. Uh, we will be joined by Holly Whitfield, my podcast co-host of the I Love Memphis podcast. She'll join us, and we'll talk about what we're thankful for uh, this time of year in Memphis, Tennessee. And then at noon, Dustin, five-star, will join us to talk a little pro wrestling. That's at noon. We will uh, recap uh, some of the stuff from the pro wrestling trivia night the other night when we sold out the Green Beetle, uh, and it was pandemonium. Dustin lost. Spoiler alert, he did not again. win. Again. He lost again. This is back to back after winning like the first two or three. No no, I'm pretty sure he won last time. So he was the defending. He lost the set. there's been four wrestling trivia nights. He's a two time champion, the only two time champion. We had new winners crowned. And we had a new costume contest winner, not our buddy Stone Cold Beer Austin, but he did cut an awesome promo as well. Anyway, we'll talk about we'll talk about pro wrestling with Dustin and make a little, a little uh, announcement with him as well. That's coming up at noon, but we start every week talking with Mr. Sweet T, Mr. Selfie, Mr. Marcus Hunter. What's up, Marcus? Yo, 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 what's going on, Dorito? What's up? Uh, are you ready to get hey, into- you know what? you know why Dustin's game lost? Because you weren't there. You're the... <laughs> is that what it is? Uh, yeah, I'm a secret weapon, man. I wasn't there this time, but I feel bad about it because had I been there... I would have I would have been that calm. I would have had that one answer that they were lacking, and it cost them. And I apologize. I have to apologize to Dustin for that. Yeah, that's. I didn't even think about that. You're right. You're like Dustin claims to be this expert, but he's only won twice, and one of those two times you were on the team. I mean, exactly. I mean, I think he underestimates my knowledge of uh, WWE. Before they became WWF, before they became WWD, I have a vast knowledge of that WWF. Uh, so all the older stuff, I'm pretty good at. Pretty good. Yeah, change it. This is this is change. He's got to get you back in his faction. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, we started. We talking about trending topics. Let's do that right now. Trending topic. All right. These are the trending topics. Uh, from the week here in Memphis, Tennessee, and uh, the top trending topic over here the past 24 hours. We got Mark Gasol getting a triple-double. He messed around and got a triple-double. The, the, yeah, uh, he did. Bert, good doing it, man. Oh, yeah. So, Zebo's out last night, and Gasol, uh, anytime that happens, you know, it's the cliche, like, well, Gasol's going to have to step up, lot, you know, yada, yada, all that, you know, sports cliches that you get when you have your second big man out. But Gasol did uh, step up. Uh, Grizzlies are now on a win streak. He had 16 points uh, in honor of his brother, who was the last Grizzly player to have a triple-double back in 2007, Pal Gasol. How was that that game? Yeah, was that that game? He had 11 assists and 11 rebounds, both of those in honor of his buddy Mike Conley Jr., who is a free agent at the end of the season. So 16 points, 11 assists, 11 rebounds. First Grizz triple-double since 2007 when his brother did it. Third triple-double in franchise history by Gasol. 
And uh, very impressive performance by Gasol last night. And really, like, oh, man, the Houston Rockets look like they're going to possibly fall out of the playoff picture. It's, are, are you more shocked by the Houston Rockets and how lousy they've been or the the Pelicans? I mean, th- those are two teams people thought were going to be in the playoffs, and they're not going to be now. So I think it's a very comforting feeling for the Grizzlies after this week, getting back on track, getting this win streak going, getting Mario Chalmers, which we'll talk about in a second. Because oh, the man. the Rockets are spiraling out of control, the Pelicans, uh, who people projected to be in the playoffs, not even close to being in the playoffs, and they're not going to make it. Like I, it's a little, it got some cushion there. Listen, let me tell you what. Let me tell you what's kind of happened here. You know, they're in uh, they're in Houston. You have to understand how awful Dwight Howard can be for the uh, mindset of a team. I mean, when you get Dwight Howard and Harden on the same team. Yeah, they're great individual players, but they're just two guys that don't that have personalities that won't really work in a locker room and on a basketball team. And so I'm pretty sure that that's probably something to do with it because if you have those two guys, there's no reason if you're Houston, you shouldn't be, you know, one of the most dominant teams in the league. So, Greg, you know, with James Harden, uh, obviously not going to be an MVP candidate this year, let alone claiming that he should have won. Now, going down to New Orleans, they changed the head coach. What kind of a move was that? You have the best season you've ever had. You have a, a, a rising superstar who's connected with a coach, and you make a change. It just doesn't, those two, you know, it didn't make any sense then, and now they're seeing what kind of happened because of that. And when, when you're the Grizzlies, last night, Marcus Allen was pretty much the point guard. He's the best player on your team. He has to, you know, run the, run the offense through Marcus Allen, and you'll have more performances like that from Mark and the Grizzlies, you know, they are going to continue to to be in the mix. They're going to make the playoff, but they're going to have to do it on the back of Mark Gasol, who's your best player, and just let him be the best player. No, I mean that's okay. So, yeah, but I I I agree with you. But but going it like even this time last week, there was some concern with Grizzlies fans of like, it, like let's just make the playoffs. That's what they wanted to do. Grizzlies fans like like let's just get into the playoffs. And I don't think that's a concern anymore. I do think the playoffs is something's going to happen as long as this team stays healthy, right? Knock on wood. Playoffs are in the future, and you can now once again go back to what it's been like for the past couple years, and that is focusing on uh, seeding and what seed can you get in the playoffs. But we're going to go to our next topic, which is Mario Chalmers. Trending topic. Mario Chalmers, we talked about it last week. Man, he had an awesome game on Friday. He continues uh, last Friday, and he keeps adding to those awesome game after awesome game after awesome game. And and really, he's trying to fight his way into my Mount Rushmore. Did you see my Mount Rushmore of Mario's? Um, no, I did not see a Mount Rushmore of Mario. Well, what's I'm the sure Mario Lopez? Mario Lopez is on there. Super Mario Brother, I'm sure, has to be on there as well. So who are the other? I uh, had Mario Andretti. And Mario uh, Batali. There's okay. not many Marios, but anyway, not only uh, Super Mario Yes is on there, and so's Mario Lopez. And uh, I did. I'm surprised you didn't see it because Mario Lopez saw it and he retweeted it. Oh, that's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> so I so I tweeted it out like right when the trade goes down. Uh, my Mount Rushmore is a Mario's, and Mario Lopez retweets saying. Thanks, man. Happy to make your Mount Rushmore. <laughs> oh my hey, God! Man, listen, I, listen, man. One of these days, one of these days, you're gonna end up uh, uh, working for Mario Lopez or or, um, or Mark Paul Gosselin. Yeah, I was like, yeah, thanks, Slater. Um, but 
Uh, that's pretty cool. But here's the problem that came from that. Hey, hey, Kevin, who's on your Mount Rushmore of AD? Mm. Uh, there's only a couple of them that I know. <laughs> ah. It's a tough. I don't think we're we'll be carving that Mount Rushmore uh, anytime soon. AC Green, man. AC Green. Slater definitely on there. Um, but well, okay. Here's the problem we ran into this. So I was bragging about my retweet for Mario Lopez, right? I've been. Yeah, re- yeah. I don't. Is it as good of a retweet? Uh, like P Diddy was my most famous retweet I've ever got. Mister Belding's retweeted me, of course, because he's a friend of the show. Yeah. You know, and Jerry Lawler. I've had big, big time retweets. My, Mario Lopez to me goes on, on up on my list with like P Diddy. Uh, is it which one's bigger to you, P Diddy or AC Slater? Um, I think. You know, P. Diddy, because, you know, obviously P. Diddy has more reach, but A.C. Slater, man, I mean, just from the sentimental standpoint, I think I think sentimentally I can understand why A.C. Slater would be up there with P. Diddy. P. Diddy, you know, more notoriety, but A.C., I mean, come on. I mean, it would be just like if Topanga retweeted me. You know? I mean, come on. Topanga. Topanga has not retweeted you, though, yet, right? Yeah, no, she has not. Okay, well, here's what I learned in this whole thing, anyway, is that... Uh, our our buddy CJ Hurt has no idea who AC Slater is. Are you serious? As a as a heart attack, no clue. I figured it was saved by the bell after Kevin retweeted it, or after Kevin tweeted it. Yeah. Oh wow. This uh this to me is uh, the most shocking thing to come out of the Mario Chalmers coming to Memphis thing to me because I tweeted it out. CJ then tweets out his list, which does not have Lopez on it. Which like who has a who has a Mount Rushmore Mario's without Mario Lopez? CJ apparently. So I tweet back at him. I said you can't leave Slater off, Preppy. And he says, I love the Preppy reference. And then he says, I have no clue what you're talking about. And I, I like at that point, like I, I had I passed out in shock. And after the ambulance left, like I, I came to be, I'm like CJ really does not know who AC Slater is. Like he's not that young. He is no. like he owned a television. I was strictly cartoons. You're man. in our age group. You've got to know who Slater is. Strictly right. cartoons and TGIF. He's like I do not like live action kid shows. Yeah, he only likes the cartoons apparently. All right, let's go on to our. We're talking more Gasol and uh, Mario with Kevin Light from the Flyer uh, coming up in our next seven. We're going to our next topic. Trending topic. Uh, that would be uh, Coach Fuente's contract offer. So it comes out from the commercial appeal um, this week that that uh, a big contract being offered to Coach Fuente, $3 million or thereabout, uh, was put on the table before the Ole Miss game. And if Fuente does end up accepting it, he'll be the highest paid coach outside the Power Five, the current highest paid coach in the Power Five. Marcus is who? I mean, outside the Power Five, the highest paid coach right now. Uh, you know, kudos to Memphis. I mean, obviously they know. I asked you a trivia have. question. I asked you a trivia question. Oh, what's the trivia question? Who is the highest paid coach right now outside the Power Five? Oh, um, who's the highest paid coach outside the Power Five? Makes two point two million dollars. Oh, oh, um, uh, what's his place up Notre Dame? Notre Dame's not in the American Marcus. That's outside, this but they're is, not in the Power Five. They're outside the Power Five. I'm pretty sure that's one coach outside the Power Five. Notre Dame, over. you said? They're, they're, not, they're in not, the not in the conference, the so that's what Marcus is saying. Oh, is so, it, but they they get ca- they get Power Five status. Yeah, I think they're a conference. Yeah, they're included in that. Yeah, they're they're included in that. Yeah, 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 they're included
Okay, okay, gotcha. Okay, so they so play basketball in the Power Five. Or they don't. I don't know. He coached in the SEC before. Coached in the SEC. Oh, he coached uh, a couple teams in the SEC before. He's oh, currently oh, coaching Tommy an Tuberville. American conference yeah. rival. Tommy Tuberville? Yeah, Tommy Tuberville is currently the highest paid coach. Uh, rumors circulating that Houston's possibly going to offer uh, their coach, Tom Herman, who's in his first year doing the magical stuff in Houston, Texas, uh, with that team. Uh, they're possibly going to offer him around the same amount of money that Memphis has offered Fuente. Again, it's good, like you were starting to say, it's great for Memphis that they're able to pony up the cash because we've known this since day one. Um, who is the most richest and most powerful man in Memphis? Fred Smith. And what sport does he like between basketball and football? He likes football. So he is going to make sure him, his buddies and he, they're all going to come together for this. And they're going to make sure that Mem- they want Memphis to be good at football. And they're not going to blow the chance. So they're at least going to offer as much money as they can to keep them. I mean, they're going to show that they're serious. And, and it could help down the line, even if he turns down the contract. Interestingly yeah, enough, Marcus, you, know. you brought up Brian Kelly up at Notre Dame. He's only making $1.8 good for 68th highest paid coach in the nation. Oh, wow. I would have thought that he would be making way more than that. So Fuente will be making more than the coach at Notre Dame. Wow, that's, that's impressive. I mean, listen, it makes sense that they would, that they would want to do that because what, what's going on is the American is trying to be a relevant conference. They don't want to be irrelevant, and and they're trying to pay their coaches to keep the good coaches so that they can become one of those power. I guess it will be power six if they give the American the respect they deserve. So uh, kudos to these, uh, you know, um, ads for understanding how important football is to their school. Fuente, of course, obviously has not signed the contract yet. It's been offered to him. He's going to weigh his options and see what jobs open up uh, at, at the end of the year that want him. And there's going to be oodles of them uh, that would be uh, better jobs than Memphis. But the money is not going to – I mean, the money's going to be the same. So you're going to actually have a, a situation where you're going to get paid a little bit more to go to another job maybe. And – so the money's not going to be the swaying factor. The swaying factor is going to be, you know, historically relevant winning programs is going to what, yeah. what's going to sway you away. And the Power Five, the one thing you can't offer uh, right now is a spot in the Power Five, which a Power Five team obviously can offer. All right, our last trending topic this week. Trending topic. Your University of Memphis Tiger basketball team, they shocked everybody by uh, playing good. <laughs> Not by winning, but by playing good. Yeah, they they had uh, uh, they had uh, they, they they had a really good game the other day against Oklahoma, and they had a great last Saturday night. They beat Southern Mississippi, and everybody is like, "Well, that's Southern Mississippi. They're, that team has been blown up. Like that whole program, like giving themselves suspensions and all of that stuff, and post game bans." because of their coaching controversy. So, not Southern Miss hasn't been great in basketball. But now they're even worse because of all the trouble they've gotten into with NC2A. That wasn't a big deal. The Oklahoma game was fun from the start to finish. I thought I was going to just turn that off, and and but it started at four o'clock in the afternoon. That was so much fun watching that game. Did you catch it, Marcus, on ESPN? I did not catch it. Because you why? Because you didn't believe in this Tigers team. You're going to have to start paying attention. They got some good. Uh, non-conference games coming up uh, later on this year. They'll be able to be like Ole Miss. Um, but Oklahoma definitely was the biggest uh, non-conference game of the year. I think they got Ohio State 
right? The playing Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I didn't catch it because, you know, I was like, what's the point of watching Memphis? They're not going to be good this year. So I watched Mississippi State, who's going to be good. But now they suck because they're winning three losses, two games, they seem to lose. But, so, but now I'm, I'm back being interested in what's going on with the Memphis Tigers because now here comes the question. If the team has a good, decent year with the roster, I mean, you know, what, what becomes of Josh Pashner? Because, I mean, you know, the question going into the season is, would Pashner keep his job beyond this year? So yep. if you're Memphis, do you keep Ashner beyond this year, depending on what happens this season, or have you already made a decision on his future? So I think that's you know the storyline that I'm going to be interested in, and why I'm going to you know be watching more Memphis Tiger basketball to kind of see not only how the team you know wins and losses, but also how they play and how well they compete. Right, it's going to be fascinating. It's going to be fascinating to watch that, and you're going to have to. Uh, I mean, if this team ends up making the NCAA tournament, it's that's big ups to Josh Pastner if he's going to be able to do that. Because right now they look like they're playing like a tournament team. They've got a really hot freshman in Lawson, and you've got um, a, a decent point guard. And this week, really, Marcus, I'll leave this topic on this and this question: Are they better without Austin Nichols? That is the because they are technically they are right now better without Austin Nichols. But if he was on this team with the Lawsons, um, would this team be even better? Would they beat Oklahoma? I don't know. You tell me, Marcus. Better without him? Uh, you know, I would say no because I mean Austin is a talent, and you know that's one extra person, you one extra talented guy you could have on your basketball team. I wouldn't say that they're better without him though. Okay. I think uh, it's, it's very possible they are because they're playing faster uh, basketball that you they just would not be playing with Austin Nichols uh, on this team. They the ball Austin has to touch the ball so much, and I think a lot of what we're being we're seeing right now is would not have been possible with with Austin having to have the basketball. But why, but why would he have to have the basketball so much? Because he's your best player, number one, and you just that's what they did all the last years running the running everything through Austin Nichols. I mean, but what's your rated the best player last year? Did they just run everything through Austin Nichols to keep him happy? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I don't know. that's on the coach. That's on the coach to design the offense to the strength of his basketball team. And if Austin Nichols this year would not have been the strength of the team, then it would have been up to Josh Pastor to make his team work. So that's why I say that with him, they could have been better because I think or hope that Austin Nichols would be a guy that if he had to take a lesser role for the betterment of the team, he could because remember, that's what Coach Cal was so good at doing, getting guys to play a lesser role for the betterment of the team. Coach Cal, uh, Coach Cal, come on now. Stop bringing that name up for no reason. All right, well, see, there, see. There's no reason in Memphis to bring up Coach Cal. CJ, is it is am I crazy thinking this team's better than, without Austin Nichols? They're definitely playing better without him, but is it just the, the new guys on the team? They're making this happen. I think you now have a team full of players who are buying in more to what Coach Passner is saying and his style of coaching. I think a lot of the transfers, a lot of the reasons they transferred was the fact they just didn't buy in and they yeah. didn't believe in Passner. And when you got a team full of people who believe in you, like Michigan State has, what Izzo Duke has, which Coach K, Kentucky has with Calipari, it makes your team better in college basketball. I mean, um, Austin, yeah, I mean, Austin Nichols. There's no question. Had his dad in his ear, uh, and and you know his parents were not necessarily like. So that's not well, that's going to be distracting. Mom wanted him to go to Memphis. Dad wanted him to go to Tennessee the entire time. Yeah, mom I mean, if, him to go to if you get the dad in your ear, like if Austin came back this year, he would still have his dad in his ear. 
and yeah. he would never be fully invested in Passner and what he was trying to do. I can't wait to see how this team goes because again, before the season, we didn't think the NC2A tournament was possible. Now it looks like that's the expectation again with the way that they're playing is to make the tournament. But again, to save Passner's job, they got to do something a little bit more impressive than just make the NC2A tournament. Or maybe not. I mean, maybe he just makes it and he pro- he shows improvement this year because, I mean, the way um, that, that one loss is playing right now, he's probably going to the NBA. All right, that's it for uh, our trending topics this week, Marcus. We did not have time to talk about Hillary Clinton, who was in town. Uh, and we, wow. did not, we did not have time to talk about the Tanger outlets opening. And I don't think I, – I, it's. do you think Hillary came to town just to go to the Tanger outlets? Um, you know what? You know, she probably needs some new pantsuits, so probably. Ooh, ooh, that's a, that's, come on now, have some respect for the possible future president of the United States. Here's her quote. Here's her. She does. Yeah, she got to. Hey, you got to shop for them. They don't just grow on trees, right? You, you can't. You got to shop for your pantsuits. Hey, 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 hey! Listen, if she wants to show that she's uh, fiscally responsible, then she'll be shopping at an outlet for them. That's true. That's true. She can show. That's exactly. She's got some good point, Marcus. Show. Saving the country money. We've got to get the country back in track. We're so much uh, debt, so that makes a lot of sense. Her quote about Memphis, though, she said, uh, quote, I love coming to Memphis. You know, I didn't live too far away for a long time, just across the river. That's true. You sometimes forget that the Clintons, yeah. the Clintons were a very short drive from here uh, for a very long time before they became uh, international political superstars. Uh, but the Tanger Outlets opened um as well and you know that was a big hoopla going on with that but anyway all right that's it for trending topics this week marcus enjoy your thanksgiving we will talk to you next saturday you're going to be at the egg bowl yes i will be at the egg bowl next saturday um i'm looking forward to the game and uh cj i appreciate your prediction i know kevin would have said complete opposite all right well we will talk to you we will we will talk to you uh next week in advance of the university of mississippi winning yet another egg bowl Talk to you next week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We talked about Arkansas. Let's go state. And I'll stay over the Razorbacks today. I'm all a bad guy. All right. Good luck. That's uh, Marcus Hunter. Follow him at Marcus underscore underscore Hunter on Twitter and on Instagram. Well, before we go to break, CJ, can you tell the listeners how they can get in touch with the show? Thanks, Kevin. We are on a wide variety of social networks. You can get in contact with the show on Twitter. Kevin is at Cerrito, CJ is at Conradicalness, and Drew is at DBarrett36. The show is also on Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat. Email the show, CerritoLive at gmail.com. And as always, feel free to text us on the Sports 56 text line at 67129. All right, thanks, CJ. When we come back, we'll talk to Kevin Light. More Grizzlies talk on the other side. You're listening to Cerrito Live on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Sports 56 Middays with Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Weekdays from 11 till 1. Right here on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Are you one of many Memphis area residents who suffer from weekday boredom? Do you sit around on weekday nights looking at your phone while trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about trivia with Kevin Cerrito. Well, actually, that would be a little weird. Instead, just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play trivia with Kevin Cerrito. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's trivia night with questions about stuff you and your friends know and like, featuring unique weekly themes including movies, music, 90s TV shows, current events, and more. Come see for yourself while Paul Ryburn's journal calls 
calls Kevin Cerrito, quote, a trivia master. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, weekly themes, and drink specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. Trivia with Kevin Cerrito is the perfect prescription for weekday boredom. Warning, side effects may include winning prizes, laughing out loud, high-fiving, eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverages, rock, paper, scissors, and spending quality time with friends. Now play trivia with Kevin Cerrito in Overton Square at Schweinhaus every Monday night from 8 to 10, downtown at Tampa Tap every Wednesday night from 7 to 9, and on South Main at the Green Beetle every Thursday night from 8 to 10. This portion of Cerrito Live is being brought to you in part by TCBY, the country's best yogurt, and by Ease 24-Hour Cafe. Now, with four Memphis-area locations, it's easier than ever before to say, let's go eat at Ease. I'm Holly Whitfield from the I Love Memphis blog. You can listen to me every month on Cerrito Live. Then go to ilovememphispodcast.com to listen to the I Love Memphis podcast, where Kevin and I interview interesting Memphians every month. You can follow me on Twitter, at I Love Memphis, or read my daily articles at ilovememphisblog.com for more Memphis love. Welcome back to Cerrito Live. Here once again is Kevin Cerrito. Ow! Welcome back to the show. Thanks for making us part of your weekend. Coming up, Holly Whitfield from the I Love uh, Memphis blog. She's my co-host of the I Love Memphis podcast. She will join us here on the program. And we'll talk to Dustin Five Star as well with a little wrestling talk at noon. We go off at 12.30 to lead into Mississippi versus Louisiana State University. But every week in the 11 o'clock hour... We talk to the Memphis Flyers Grizzlies writer, Kevin Leip, and he joins us now. <laughs> What's going on, Mr. Leip? Hey, how's it going? Uh, things are going good in, in uh, Grizz Nation right now, that's for sure. Triple-double last night from Mark Gasol. And Mario Chalmers, like, we, he might as well be getting triple-doubles every game, too, because he's playing awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to believe for a guy that passes as well as Mark Gasol does that that was his first time to ever have a triple-double. But, I mean, I think really the thing that's kept him from doing it is the rebounding. Because uh, usually he just kind of leaves that to Zebo, uh, and yeah. obviously Zach Randolph didn't play last night, so so that, that kind of opened up the you know the inside a little more for him to get those rebounds. It's, uh, it's interesting to watch in person. He definitely had a good game. Yeah, I mean for, for to have to not have Zebo play, that's always concerning in any in, in any Grizzlies game right now. But Gasol stepped it up, got that triple double, and we had so the starting lineup last night was a double green lineup. Yeah, Jeff Green started at small forward, and then Jermichael Green started in, in Zach Randolph's place. So that was kind of interesting. Um, and what I think was really interesting about it was you kind of saw the starting lineup play some of the way that the, the bench units have been played, right? Uh, the bench units with Jermichael Green at the four, uh, they, they really kind of played a little bit more inside out. Um, they, they, they spaced the floor a little bit better. We're kind of shooting a little bit better. Um, I mean, not to start the game. The start of the game, nobody was hitting anything. But just, you know, the sets that they're running, the, the, the type of, of game that they're playing was 
it was almost like he just kind of started the bench unit plus Mike Conley. It was it was interesting. And so the Grizzlies now it's four in a row, correct? And this win streak that they've got going on that will end tonight. <laughs> yeah, well tonight they're in San Antonio playing the Spurs, and uh, that. Uh, yeah, I, I have a hard time feeling like they are in a place where they can go in there and, and beat the Spurs yet. I think the Grizzlies are still improving. They're still kind of getting their feet under them. And obviously San Antonio is San Antonio, and they are just, you know, they, they haven't missed a beat. So I I, I think it's going to be a tough game for them to win tonight. Second game over back-to-back. We don't know if Zach Randolph is going to play or not. Um, it's Yeah, tonight's going to be a tough one. It's a road Sega Baba. Yeah, those are always the worst. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. Here's what I, I wanted to, to try to figure out. Because for a couple games, it seemed like the Grizzlies were winning just because of Mario Chalmers. <laughs> and uh, that can't be the the, the fact. Because he played just okay last night, right? I mean, it wasn't like a Mario Chalmers game. It was the Marcus Saul game. What what can you credit this turnaround for? Because you, you're the guy who wrote the article... Uh, with a question mark in it, should Dave Yeager be fired? Question mark. Um, not saying that that's what you believe, but you were wondering that because that's what everybody was wondering. And yeah. who's to? It, are the Grizzlies just better, or is the schedule easier in this stretch? And how how excited should fans be? I mean, is this? I, I'm just trying to fi- to figure out because it's such the long season. And we go 82 games, and one week we're like, oh, no, the coach should be fired. Oh, this is a disaster. And then the next week it's Mario Chalmers is here. Like, just give us, give me the state of the program right now. We've got the, the, the four wins in a row. Um, so I think they are, they have definitely improved, right? I think a big reason they've improved is Marcus Hall is playing better and Mike Conley is playing better. Uh, you know, Mario Chalmers has had, um, I I I do think Mario Chalmers has had quite a bit to do with the turnaround, just because uh, for one thing he's a much better kind of passing facilitating point guard than than Benno. Uh, I think with that second, especially uh, number one, guys have to respect his three point shot because even if he's not hitting them all, he didn't shoot very well last night. He was still taking them. Um, but the other thing is he he knows how to get how to hit other guys in scoring position like he. He just facilitates an offense better than Benno does. So that, that's been a huge upgrade to the second unit. Without him really having to do much uh, and, and play that much better, I think we saw that last night. Even last night, he helped just because he kind of knew what he was doing, right? Uh, and his defense is better, too. So I, I do think Mario Chalmers has had a lot to do with it. Uh, the other thing is he's been playing with Mike Conley, and that frees Mike Conley up. Uh, number one, defensively, he doesn't always have to guard the other point guard because you can make Chalmers do it, and that saves Conley's energy. But the other thing is on offense, you can move Conley off the ball a little bit, kind of play him as a shooting guard. It really kind of helps Conley keep his stamina up for a whole game and, and not get so worn out. Uh, so I, I do think that the the Chalmers trade has really had an effect, um, and I do think that, um, you know, he, even in a game like last night where he's not, you know, hitting four threes and <laughs> – you know, saying I've been just MF to the crowd and that kind of stuff. Like, he doesn't have to do that to have a positive impact on, on the Grizzlies on the floor. Uh, you know, the other thing is I think they're one, the schedule has gotten easier. They're not playing the Warriors and the Cavaliers. Um, but that doesn't mean that it's that, that much easier because they're still playing these division games against the, 
it, it get, the schedule definitely gets harder starting tonight in San Antonio. Uh, and the Mavericks are having a pretty decent season on, on Tuesday night and then another easy one against the Rockets possibly next week before Atlanta's on the schedule. But lots of Spurs, lots of Spurs and Rockets, um, lots, of, lots of time in Texas coming up for the Grizz. But uh, So is this sustainable? Is what's happening right now with the Grizzlies, is this something that – they're only going to get better because Chalmers has just been on the team for a week. I think, you know, I think they're just kind of stabilizing right now. I think what you see right now is kind of baseline. I think they still have a lot of issues. Um, obviously, the, the offense, uh, if you watched the first quarter last night, the starting unit offense, and, and even, you know, they had some guys stuff in who aren't normally there, but the, the offense in general is just still an issue. There's not, they're not scoring enough. They're not, playing very fluidly, the ball is not really moving very well. There's still something going on with the offense that's not that's not ironed out. Um, I, I, I think that's going to be a limiting factor for them because they just can't score that well. That's kind of always the issue with them, but it, it, it noticeably right now it looks like they are not on the same page offensively. I think I think what has improved and, and, and what is going to continue to get better is the defense. I think the problem at the beginning of the year was their offense was terrible and their defense was terrible. So, right. you yeah. know, the defense has kind of come back around to being normal Grizzly defense. It's not there yet, but it's, it's improving. So I think, I think, I think they're at, kind of out of the woods. I think they've kind of reasserted themselves as at least a playoff team in the West. And, uh, yeah, I, so I think, I think maybe panic time is over, but that doesn't mean that everything's right. Right. I, that's what I, yeah, that's what I said earlier on in the show is that I think like this time last week there was still concern like Grizzlies fans were just like just like, we want the team to make the playoffs. Just let's make the playoffs. But now I think we're back to being kind of in that what we're used to of let's watch the Grizzlies chase a certain seed. Let's see if they can get a seed because I think the playoffs barring any um unforeseen injuries is inevitable for this team. This team's going to make the playoffs. Uh, unless something crazy happens, so that concern has kind of been pushed aside. Will they? Yeah, well, I, yeah. I do think the bar for the playoffs is lower this year in the West. I mean, I think you know, I, just looking around at kind of the teams that are sort of around the Grizzlies in that six through ten cluster right now, I really think forty four or forty five games is getting is going to get in the playoffs this year. Yeah, I, so, I, you know, I think it's going to be easier. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be weird to see that. It's gonna be weird to see because uh, you're so used to the West uh, being so tough. Uh, Fifty, you have to win fifty to have a shot. And um, how much credit do you give the Sounds jerseys to this win streak that the Grizzlies are on? Uh, all the credit. <laughs> I, I give it total credit to the Sounds jerseys because they're incredible. Yeah, I, I know. I noticed on Twitter, if you guys don't follow him on Twitter, follow him at Flyer Grizz blog and tweet him how he should add an extra Z to his name on there. But uh, Kevin Leip, uh last night you were tweeting about uh, the Sounds jerseys kind of looking like the Rockets road jerseys. Yeah, yeah, I saw some people in the crowd last night, and I was like, wow, that person's wearing a Rockets jersey. And then I looked closer, and it was a Sounds jersey. It happened more than once. Oh, no, that's... Uh... I can see that being a problem, especially. Well, we're not. I guess we're not having to worry about a Grizz Rockets playoff series maybe this year, but uh, it could happen. Uh, Grizzlies would have to get a really high seed, and the Rockets would have to go on a run and get uh, one of those low seeds. Uh, okay, be- before I let you go, so you're saying the streak ends tonight? The Grizzlies, like I, I, I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. But 
the Grizzlies have never lost a basketball game with Mario Chalmers on the team, and you're telling me there's a chance that might happen tonight. There, there is a chance. I mean, there's also a chance that they win. So I, I, I do think that they can tell you, especially I saw some kind of reports that LaMarcus Aldridge is dealing with some ankle stuff. So, you know, I, it, it's possible. It's always possible for them to go down there and steal one. That's why they play the game. Uh, but I I do think that right now San Antonio is playing better basketball. They are, they are, they are the San Antonio Spurs. Um, that is what they do. <laughs> You were at the game last night. Have we seen anybody, have we spotted anybody at the game wearing a Mario Chalmers jersey yet? Because that's going to be big. If you're a Memphis, the person who's going to get their the first Mario Chalmers jersey. I haven't seen it, but I'm sure it's happened. I am sure that there's some Kansas fan who's a Grizzlies fan, too, who's already bought one. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. All right. Well, I, I would love to see one. You know, Tim Duncan played, they played, the Spurs played last night. And you know, Tim Duncan didn't get a rebound for the first time in his career. Oh, I don't know. So, see, look at that, Life. It's uh, Tim Duncan trending down, just all trending up. Duncan down, Aldridge hobbled a little bit, coming a off a of back-to-back. This it's is their second, second game battle, on yeah. the back-to-back. I like the Grizzlies. And, and we don't know if, if Zebo is going to play or not tonight. But. Yeah, I mean, Grizzlies without that grand loss, who knows if that's a plus or a minus against the Spurs. It seems Ooh. like the Spurs are always so good right. at shutting him down. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Oh. Uh, Lipe always saying things people don't want to hear, but sometimes, yeah, sometimes maybe the Grizzlies are better without Zach Randolph. The well, true question is, are they better without that Z, Lipe? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, if I had that thing to my Twitter handle, it's going to cost every single one of you a character on Twitter if you want to talk to me, so. All right. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll, we'll end things on that. Life, thanks for joining us. We will talk to you uh, next Saturday, and we'll see you up at FedEx Forum this week. Hey, don't get arrested. All right. That's Kevin Life, uh from the Memphis Flyer. Follow him at Flyer Grizz Blog. That's Grizz with only one Z. And you can read his stuff in the Memphis Flyer and on uh, memphisflyer.com, the Beyond the Arc blog, and read, listen to his podcast, his podcast uh, every week. Downloaded the Beyond the Arc podcast. All right, uh, we'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, Holly Whitfield's here. We're going to talk uh, things we're thankful for in Memphis. You're listening to Sarita Live on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Where Memphis comes for Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Are you one of many Memphis area residents who suffer from weekday boredom? Do you sit around on weekday nights looking at your phone while trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about trivia with Kevin Cerrito. Well, actually, that would be a little weird. Instead, just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play trivia with Kevin Cerrito. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's trivia night with questions about stuff you and your friends know and like, featuring unique weekly themes including movies, music, 90s TV shows, current events, and more. Come see for yourself while Paul Ryburn's journal calls Kevin Cerrito, quote, a trivia master. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, weekly themes, and drink specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. Trivia with Kevin Cerrito is the perfect prescription for weekday boredom. Warning, side effects may include winning prizes, laughing out loud, high-fiving, eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverages, rock, paper, scissors, and spending quality time with friends. Now play trivia with Kevin Cerrito in Overton Square at Schweinhaus every Monday night from 8 to 10, down Town at Tamp and Tap every Wednesday night from 7 to 9, and on South Main at the Green Beetle every Thursday night from 8 to 10. Welcome back to Cerrito Live. Here once again is Kevin Cerrito.
Every month on the show, my podcast co-host from the I Love Memphis podcast, Holly Whitfield, stops by in studio. It's part of the bonus clip on the I Love Memphis podcast feed, which you can subscribe to on iTunes or your favorite podcast provider. Listen to them all at ilovememphispodcast.com. That time of the month is here right now. What's up, Holly? Hey, excellent word choice there. I don't know what you're talking about. Theme song. I don't know what you're talking about. Thanks for stopping in. We're less than a week away from Thanksgiving. Yeah, less. Less than a week away, just a few days. Few days away, so we're gonna talk about things we're thankful for in just a moment. But first, you want to tell people what's going on this month on the I Love Memphis podcast if they haven't listened to it yet. If you haven't listened to our last podcast yet, we had Paul Morris on, and uh, Paul Morris is the former president of the Downtown Memphis Commission. His mm-hmm. last day was this week, and he tells us a lot of things. He shares a lot of things that he's uh, maybe been uh, sort of keeping under wraps for a few years while he was still in his official position. So, it, so it's a really good one. He I talks a lot him, about I downtown. I grilled him on stuff because he still runs Bill Street. Yeah, he still runs Bill Street, but you know he had some opinions on things like trolleys and downtown development mm-hmm. and people's opinions on those things. So I would I really recommend. With some. Yeah, agree with some, disagree with some. I definitely recommend you listen to this one. It's a really good one. Yeah, I was really pushing him on trying to get get a open container expansion in downtown Memphis. That doesn't look like it's happening. But. No, it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> But I'm for it, too. Just a couple more blocks. That's all I wanted was a couple more blocks where you can walk around with your drink in your hand. You just want to be able to take your drink from your bar on Beale Street to the Orpheum. All the way. That's really what you want. Go see a show. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah. Uh, I'll be very thankful if the laws are changed. Uh, And we're talking about things we are thankful for, though, right now. And that's you ready to get into this list? Things Uh, we're thankful for in Memphis. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to launch right into it. I'm really thankful for the Memphis water. Memphis water, I think that's the most thing. Yeah, that's number one. That's, I mean, it, no, these aren't necessarily in order of, of the thing I'm most <laughs> I'm thankful for. I'm this one number oh, oh, one. Oh, you are. You think it's the best one. Well, if you've I ever been anywhere is, yeah. else and try to drink the water out of the tap, you're going to like Memphis water. You're making me thirsty. I've got to drink some right now. Oh, there's a commercial. For Memphis water is delicious. Oh, and so we make great beer out of it as well. So it's kind of like that, a two-parter, yeah. two-parter thing that we can be thankful for. The, the the reason our our local beers are so good, part of the reason besides the creative brewmasters that we got, it's the water. That's right. I agree. What else you got? What else are you thankful for? This is just like uh, we're sitting around a Thanksgiving dinner, and everybody goes around the table. Do you do that? Uh, yeah. Right. yeah what are you that. thankful for? Do you do that, CJ? If my mom is feeling sentimental and I'll <laughs> just pick something random, like I'm I'm thankful for Donatello from the Ninja Turtles. Life wouldn't be the same that's without That's not random for you. That's, that's not, random. not random. That's all that's what you're all about. It's okay. That is true. <laughs> all right, so that's Holly, what else are you thankful so for? So I'm this thankful year? for I mean, it's not just this year, but it's all the time. Yeah, yeah. I'm thankful for how excited people from around the world are about Memphis. So what That's I mean true. by that is, like, people from all over the world, a lot of people in Europe, a lot of people in Australia, a lot of people in Japan, those are the places that we see most international visitors coming from. They love Memphis. They freak they out when 
people talk about Memphis. I mean, a lot of it's because of Elvis and because of rock and roll and the music, but that's legit. And, um, you know, on the I Love Memphis Facebook page, we have a lot of followers from people all over the world and their enthusiasm for Memphis, Memphis music, Memphis culture is, you know, something we, we forget about when we live here and we drive up and down Poplar every day and we're not thinking about the big picture. But I'm thankful for the fact that if you if you go look, you can see how excited people are. People people are excited. And it's 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 always fascinating because I run into lots of folks at uh, trivia nights downtown that are possibly from, you know, from out of town and overseas. And I met, I met a couple not too long ago at the Green Beetle, actually, who, yeah, they came to Memphis initially because of Elvis and rock and roll, but they like fell in love with the city and they keep coming back every few years. So they've done the big touristy things and they keep coming back and they enjoy watching the city grow and you know, eating here and experiencing Memphis. So, yeah, people love the people. The, the people from outside love the city. So that reminds me of something that happened when I was in Austin a few weeks ago, and this kind of ties into something else you could really be thankful for in Memphis, our What's food. It? Our uh, food is kind of obvious to be thankful for, for that because we, you know, we, we're well aware. We talk about food all the time on this bonus clip all the time in the podcast. <laughs> but I, I was in Austin a few weeks ago, and my Uber driver was telling me, she was asking me where I was from, and I was telling her I was from Memphis, and she said, oh, me and my husband, we go we go to Memphis about once a year. We love it. We love to go visit there. We love that. What's that fried chicken place, that one fried chicken place? <laughs> and I said, Gus's, and she uh you know, let out excited. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, yeah, yeah, Gus's. I love Gus's. And I said, well, you know what? Didn't they just open one in Austin? There's a Gus's in Austin now. It's <laughs> yeah. like two blocks from where we were driving. And <laughs> I thought she was going to make us like stop and go get her a fried chicken right then in the middle of my Uber drive. So, I mean, people love Memphis food and now Gus's are everywhere. And so one just opened. So I think I probably changed that woman's life that day. Oh, wow. By telling her about the new Gus's in Austin. <laughs> we're talking about things we're thankful for in Memphis right now. These days are always, it's not necessarily just this year. So we're going around the the Thanksgiving table talking about things. Are you thankful for more stuff, Holly? Oh, yeah. I mean, I could go on You can on, go on and, and on, on and on. And well, on. Yeah, well, let's throw in uh, one that we got from... Uh, someone on Twitter a okay. little bit earlier, um, and this this is one that I agree with. Uh, Candace Goff, Joff, mm-hmm. Candace Goff says that she's thankful that Memphis has a true personality and not a generic big city vibe. The personality of the city. Yeah, the personality. The culture here. Yeah, it's that it doesn't feel like anywhere else feels unique. The uniqueness. Thankful for the uniqueness. I like that. That's I know. One. I know, Holly. That's this one's got to be on your list, right? Aren't you thankful for uh, Memphis's wrestling history? Yes. Yes, I am. I've learned a little bit more about <laughs> Memphis's wrestling history uh, I mean, since I've per- been doing this bonus clip and I keep hearing this stuff and I keep... Well, but also, hasn't it also like just... just <laughs> Without that, you would not have your friendship with The Rock. I know. We're like BFFs now. The Rock and I. So last week, The Rock put on... I'll just tell you what we're talking about. The last last week, uh, The Rock posted a clip of a video on his Instagram account of him about to 
wrestle somebody in Memphis. Being in interviewed like by the, Dave Brown. Inter- yeah. yeah, introduced by Dave Brown. And what was his name? When he wasn't The Rock then. It was uh, Flex Cavana. Flex Cavana. And he's like really young in this video, and he was like, you know, just talking about how cool it was. He got to start in Memphis, and I saw that, and I shared it on Twitter, and I said, I had never thought I'd retweet The Rock from the <laughs> I Love Memphis Twitter account, but here we go. This is cool. And then he replied. He replied to me, right. Kevin. He said, "Yes, ma'am. I got my start at Memphis, and I, I fainted." And he like, did he do an emoji or something? I don't remember. I don't remember. I. I it's a blur. You were, it's you, all a blur. <laughs> but you uh, getting uh, uh, did you retweet or just tweet at? Um, he replied to me, he re- so he replied, just tweeted, at, tweeted, me, tweeted yeah. at me. I got tweeted at by Mario Lopez last week. It's it's a big uh, a couple a couple weeks for us. Yeah, on uh, <laughs> we're very on thankful Twitter. for our. This wouldn't our happen new, if it wasn't for Memphis. Yeah, celebrity friends. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> Real quick, whose who's celebrity retweet or reply was better? My McDonald's official account or your two's Rock and Mario? McDonald's official account? No. McDonald's Food official ones, account. Who wants to do that all the time? Like, Raising Cane's follows me and stuff. Like, it's... That's that's Sheridan's nothing. Custard followed me this week, and I was like, back Did they away. reply to we you? We had Arby's retweet us once. <laughs> they did, and they sent a box of, of Arby's sauce. Yeah, Coach Justin Fuente might have got offered this great contract from the University of Memphis. $3 million contract he's got sitting on his desk, but he's probably still got a big old box of Arby sauce thanks to us. Gotta still have the box of Arby sauce. What was he gonna do with all that Arby sauce and no Arby sauce? They like sent him a lifetime supply of Arby sauce after they heard his interview on our show. Oh my. Um, oh my. Okay. <laughs> I missed that one. <laughs> yeah, that's before he was. I'm sorry, was I think The Rock wins, CJ. I think The Rock wins. The Rock is without a doubt the biggest. <laughs> no, there's no doubt. He's an international superstar. Okay, here's some things I'm thankful for. You ready? Yeah. Thankful Hardy's is back in Memphis, like everybody else, right? We got Hardy's back. Not, not only that, for... but there's an I Love Memphis mural recreation <laughs> inside, of... inside the Hardy's. It doesn't get any better than that. I have nothing to do with that. Tell, find it. me another Hardy's in the country with an I Love Memphis mural. I challenge you right now. Find one. There might be one of the new one in Hacks Cross coming soon. <laughs> I'm, I'm thankful Memphis has had so many different ABA teams. So we can keep having all these throwback jerseys, uh, the sounds one being the best one. But like Memphis could have just had one ABA team, like a lot of cities, right? Right. Just had one, but they kept changing ownership and changing names, and had three different ones. Went from the pros of the Tams to now uh, the and the sounds was the last one, and that is now the last throwback jersey. So we get to have a lot of cool throwback jerseys. I still have my Tams uh, hat. I like the Tams stuff. Uh, that hat is something else. It it's, keeps you warm. It keeps odd. you warm. If I could get into my car, I'd have the hat on right now. Right, there you go. You should have. You should have. You should have. <laughs> CJ's locked out of his car today. That's a whole other story. Oh. Uh, I like that there's a new, like we're talking about the holidays and we're going around talking about things we're thankful for. I'm thankful that, that this year there's like a new sports debate that you can have at Thanksgiving dinner with your family. A new Memphis sports debate. Who is the best football player in the history of the University of Memphis? Has always been D'Angelo. But now, starting this year, you can really debate. Maybe Paxton Lynch will end up being that. And starting this year, that debate can happen year after year after year. Paxton Lynch or D'Angelo Williams? Who's the best player? Yeah, which side are you on, Kevin? Oh, I'm still on D'Angelo right now because Paxton's got to do a little bit more. Yeah, he's got to prove himself. See, yeah, prove himself in the association. Give me some fantasy points, maybe two. Like D'Angelo's been doing this year. <laughs> I'm thankful for Bass Pro Shop for making my boyhood dream come true and be able to go to the top of the pyramid. It was a lot of work to make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> to make that happen just I'm for you, Kevin. Thankful Bass Pro did not 
uh, lie to us, and they opened up, and everything happened. Only a few lies. Only and Bass a few. Pro? <laughs> what? <laughs> they didn't build the pedestrian bridge that connects That's coming, the pyramid though, right? from the That's bench. coming. I don't think it is. You don't think there's going to be that? Yeah. I don't, it's not going to happen. Sorry. It has it's, it has fallen by the wayside. But nobody's really talking about that pedestrian bridge. There's a couple of people have been talking about they're it. Building I'm a, talking about it right now. They're building a pedestrian bridge uh, slash bike bridge across the Mississippi River, and they can't build one over there at Bass Pro to the Pinch District? Yep. Mm. Mm, preaching to the choir. SMH. Anything else you're thankful for, Holly? I can keep going. I've got a list of things. Yeah, I'm, me I'm too. very thankful this holiday season. We might have to just make a whole big long list and put it in a post and put it on the blog. Okay. Something like that. I'm thankful. That's a good idea. I'm thankful for folks on Poplar. People, some folks driving down Poplar, those ones who drive down Poplar, who know that the flashing yellow means to slow down, not to stop. Because there's those that, that, that always want to stop on the flashing yellow. You know, you got a train coming. I'm like, all right, here I go. I'm going to cruise down Poplar for about uh, five minutes. Yeah. And then you get stuck behind that car who thinks for some reason flashing yellow means you're supposed to stop. I'm thankful for the people who don't think that. That's pretty specific. <laughs> Is it? Hey, I'm very thankful this holiday season. I'm thankful for Memphis's unbridled enthusiasm for random things like T-shirts. Oh, we love T-shirts. Snow cones. Grilled cheese sandwiches and grocery stores. We do love those. We love Big all grocery store things. news last night already. Arlington's getting another supersized Kroger. A Kroger something or other. A Kroger, Kroger Tropolis. With that sells clothes. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Breaking breaking Arlington. I it missed in, it. Is in the is in the paper this morning. All right, Holly, thanks for coming by. Thanks for having me. Everybody subscribe to the I Love Memphis Podcast. Listen to it. Get all the info at ilovememphispodcast.com. We'll be right back. You'll listen to Street Alive on Real Sports Talk Sports 6 at 87.7 FM. Real Sports Talk Sports 56 WHBQ Memphis and 87.7 FM WPGFLP Memphis. A Flynn Broadcasting Station. Listen up, Rebel fans.